it's a it's a hideous crime to sacrifice the character of another for your own desires. Now you're living this secret sinful lifestyle in the shadows, in the dark, and then once it does come to light, uh, in, in one sense there's like freedom because you don't have to be living this double life, you don't have to be hiding it, but at the same time, you're gonna have prolonged negative effects right. and consequences that you're gonna be living with for a long time. Right. This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's Word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life, this is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMinn, along with Eric Barfell. And we are, we have been talking about the seven deadly sins uh, written by James Stalker. And so we talked about lust in the last podcast. And then today we're just going to talk about morality. And it's not that that was one of the chapters in the seven deadly sins. It's just since we are on the topic of lust, I think it's a good one to stay with. And uh, there was uh, Proverbs 2.16. I know you wanted to read in that passage. Yeah, it says, uh, Proverbs 2.16, Wisdom will save you also from the adulterous woman, from the wayward woman with her seductive words, who has left the partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God. Surely her house leads down to death and her paths to the spirits of the dead. None who go to her return or attain the paths of life. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, right Doesn't there. Doesn't sound encouraging. Well, no, one great thing about the Proverbs, too, is you have a lot of verses like that, and then you get in the chapters 4, 5, 6, I believe it is, you see a lot more about it. Like, you'll have sections where it's verse after verse about mm -hmm. just staying away from temptation, staying away from the house of the adulteress and the smooth, flattering words, because in yeah. the end, it's bitter as gold. You know, her, her lips may be sweet as honey, but in the end, it's bitter as gold, and you're just better off if you don't go that way, because no one attains, as he says, the paths of life, if that's the way you're going. I and mean, some people would say, well, you know what? You should just go with your desires. You know, you should just go. Oh, it's a natural desire. You know, the desire for sex is just a natural desire. And mm -hmm. if you feel like doing it with somebody, then why not? Uh, just go have fun. Yeah, the world says to follow your heart. Taylor Swift's, a, a, you know, the, the spokesperson on following your heart, and, and I would say, or it was. Uh, Jeremiah says, you can't trust the heart. Right. It's deceitful. It's wicked. Don't right. trust the heart. I always look at the heart as a broken compass. And if you've ever needed a compass out there and you're looking right. for directions, if your compass is broken, you're going to have a tough time. So, no, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good way to put it. Right. So they had uh, one thing uh, Soccer said in his book is he said the exercise of self-control actually sets us apart from the animals. It sets us apart as humans. And he said if you gave in to every inclination, you'd be an animal. Like you can't, if you have a dog, you know, I had a dog, a golden retriever, and she was a good dog. But my goodness, I mean, you could not leave, let's say, apple, uh, an apple pie. Mm -hmm. or apple turnover, whatever, whatever it is. You couldn't leave it there. You couldn't, you could not cook hamburgers off the grill, mm -hmm. put them on the table, turn your back on her for 30 seconds because that dog was never thinking, wow, you know, Bill and Jerry are probably hungry too. Mm -hmm. No, because at that moment, hamburgers are there. She's the only creature in that house. And I she's can't just leave gonna... a cardboard box on the floor without coming home and seeing it shredded. <laughs> so right. that's so anything. It lacks the self-control. My dog, anything dead it found, it would just roll it. No. Didn't matter mm -hmm. if it was oh, good yeah. or not. So yeah, I get it. I've seen it with animals. Yeah, they they want to eat anything. They'll they'll eat anything disgusting. But that's not that's not us. I'm not saying the sex is disgusting. It's not, but 
if you're not faithful to your wife, that is, mm-hmm. if you're somebody who's out there and you're not going to honor the vows that you've made and you're just, yeah, I would say that's definitely not the right way to live. So the idea that we'll just follow any impulse is in fact not sustainable. Yeah. It's not sustainable yeah. if you look at it for your practices of eating. It's not sustainable if you look at it in your practices of sleep. You honestly can't just sleep as much as you want because mm-hmm. you got to get up and get to work. Yeah, it reminds me of James where he says, um, when you, uh, he's talking about asking for wisdom. He's like, right. you must believe and not doubt. A man who doubts is like a wave of the sea, just blown right. and tossed by the wind. You're right. going whatever way, feels good, whatever you want to do. And that to me, that's that just reminds me of, it's like, no, you got to make a decision and and also stick it out through the temptations, through the tough times, through the low moments, whatever, and, and be anchored in there. If not, you're just going to be blown all over. You're going to be doing whatever, hopping around to this, the person, this, you know, it just, it's endless. It's truly endless. Well, when you think about too, what he said here is that, you know, you go into that path and, you know, you need to stay away from it. But if you go into that path, you're not going to attain the paths of life. You're going to hurt yourself. And as stalker points out, He said, to sin oneself is bad enough, but to involve another soul in sin is diabolical. Hmm. So you look at it, and then he said, rather, the change must take place in the opposite direction by causing man to feel how hideous a crime it is to sacrifice the character of another to his own desires. That's such a great quote. It's It's a hideous crime to sacrifice the character of another for your own desires. And one of the things that I've thought about as, you know, kind of a seasoned person has been been around for a while, even if I somehow could justify cheating on my wife, which I can't, but if I could to say, well, I don't care what happens to me. I don't care if I lose my job. I don't care if I get divorced. I don't care if I have to split all my assets and every other consequence that I'm going to, I don't care about my reputation. Okay. Well, let's say you don't really care about yourself. What about the other person? Because this is a this is a two-person dealio. If two people commit adultery, two people are going to have the same thing to answer for before God someday. So I look at it and say, I wouldn't want to hurt the other person. Just as being a decent human being, you're not going to hurt yeah. just yourself. I mean, there's a spouse you're going to hurt. Right. But there's also that other individual. Now, you might say, well, I don't have a spouse. Okay, well, maybe you're single. But if that person is married, mm-hmm. they still have... You're still hurting them. Living and, with that hurt as well, yeah. Right. Even you're if the other person is single. Sacrificing the character of the other person for mm-hmm. your own desire. So my living, hopefully, I mean, striving to live an unselfish lifestyle, I would not want to lead another human being down a bad path just because it would make me feel good knowing that it would ultimately hurt them. Therefore, it can't be worth it. I was always taught the choices you make are going to affect the people around you. Good choices, bad choices, it's going to have consequences, good and bad for you and those around you. Right. Well, how many times do we hear uh, they only hurt themselves? They only hurt themselves. There's not not a wrong you can do that only hurts you. There's always a ripple effect to any stone you throw into a pond. There's always a ripple effect to it. Mm -hmm. You can't do something that's bad in that kind of nature that is not going to hurt someone else you never because yeah. some people are like well they committed suicide they only I was hurt thinking themselves. the same thing i was thinking the exact and how same do you thing. think every time you hear that no because that just casts all the problems onto other people with with no answers kind right. of thing with no uh no not at all right because you always listen every time i've done uh many funerals for people who committed suicide at this point in my life 
Terrible. Every time you are left with a room of people who feel somehow responsible, mm-hmm. a bunch of people who think if I would have reached out more, mm-hmm. I should have called them that day. We shouldn't have had a fight. Whatever it is where they think somehow this is my fault. Right. Somehow this lays with me and I should have done more. You're talking about people that are absolutely heartbroken, who can't understand it. It's a tough thing. I mean, to think you only hurt yourself can only be stated by somebody who really hasn't walked into that mess to see what that does to people, Hmm. see what it does to family, the kind of grief, the kind of questions and kind of unanswered questions a lot of times that it really leaves with people. You, you obviously haven't been in that position like I've had to be. I've had to walk with people through these dark paths. It's yeah. a terrible thing. Yeah. You know, it really is. Absolutely. So you can't, you never just hurt yourself. It doesn't matter what you do. Even mm-hmm. lying, anything, it doesn't just hurt you. So anyway, he said that, speaking about hurting yourself in First Corinthians, and you can read it if you want to. I mean, First Corinthians 6, 18 through 20. It says, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know... Uh, that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Right. That's a great one, isn't it? And I always, this verse really has uh, spoken to me over the years. And I've looked at it because it says, listen, if you are committing sexual sins and you're, and that could be you're single and you're just sleeping with this one and that one and the other, uh, that could be you're uh, cheating on your spouse. It says here that you're sinning against your own body to the point that we're not designed for this. Like we're mm-hmm. not built. Yeah. These these young women were not built to sleep with 20, 40 guys. Right. Or whatever it is. I, I've never and vice read versa. averages or anything like that. But you know, you know what I'm saying. You know, you go to yeah. college, you think of all the garbage that goes on there, mm-hmm. and you you look at the expectations of a man who takes a woman out just to, uh on a date. Mm-hmm. says some nice words that now we should just go ahead exactly and and, and exactly. That, that's how bad like that's the lack of discipline the society has oh yeah it's so casual it's so like nothing this is like i would think i wouldn't even put my lips on that person you know without knowing them for a while you know say like just mm-hmm. like oh yeah we're on a date let's go out back and make out like who do you think you are right at that point right so i look at these things and say no this is just kind of nonsense the way that we think the lack of self-control we're actually hurting ourselves we're not built for it oh yeah Oh, yeah. I like that first word, flee. Flee from sexual immorality. Not, oh, when you have time, slowly back. No, get the heck away from it. Right. Flee from it. Run from it. Abstain. Like, get yourself out of there. I And I I like the story of Joseph as well, and that's exactly what he did. Uh, To the point where he he left his coat behind him, and and Potiphar's wife was holding it. Right. Because he flee. He got the heck out of there. He completely resisting and abstaining from the temptation. Not, oh, let me let me get a little closer, but I have a line that I don't want to cross. Let me get as close as I can to that line. No, this is all wrong. Like I'm getting the heck out of here. I like that example, and I like that. Uh, how does verse 18 starts off flee from sexual immorality? I think too, there's a mentality when it comes to things like adultery that, and this is the kind of stuff I've heard it. Everyone's doing it. This is so mm-hmm. common. You yeah. know, everyone, you get, you know, a bunch of people work at a certain place and this one's sleeping with this one and that one's sleeping with that. You watch TV and it makes it seem so common and normal oh, yeah. and maybe oh, even yeah. lighthearted and fun. And one time I remember I was watching a television program and uh, they actually suggested on the on the movie that it was good for your marriage. As a guy who's counseled people through this and mm-hmm. been cheated on, it is one hundred percent heartbreaking. 
there's not, I can't think of a woman who's been cheated on who feels like, oh, yeah, that really that actually helped our marriage. You know, I think for right. them, it feels more like somebody pulled the pin off a grenade and pitched it down into their heart because they, their oh, yeah. heart just got broken. Oh, yeah. And they're so upset and they, they're left with so many questions of what's wrong with me. How come you would do this? And, and they're left with questions of uncertainty. If you can do it once, you can do it again. And it's just, it's problematic. I mean, it, it's hugely problematic. I've never seen it as being anything other than a problem. And that's why sometimes though in temptation, you start losing sight of consequences because all you're doing is looking at the fun aspect of it. Yeah. yeah. Would it feel good? Right. Heck yeah. I right. mean, we're not sitting as fun. If it wasn't Certainly. fun, people wouldn't be doing it. Certainly. But it doesn't mean the cons. but the thing is for 10 minutes of your fun or 15 minutes, whatever it is of your fun you're going to have be looking over your shoulder for the rest of your days. So why do you want to be mm -hmm. doing that? Why do you want to be worried about what if someone finds out? What if she finds out? What's oh, got yeah. that? And all these different things where you feel horrible about it because you're going to be looking at that in the rear view mirror for a, yeah. a long, long time. A lot of regrettable decisions. I yeah. think so. So you got to think, I would say for anybody who's in that situation, what you have to do is you got to think through the consequences of what you're about to do. Yeah. What do you think about that? Oh, absolutely. And again, knowing, knowing, not thinking, absolutely knowing 100% it's going to affect other people. Right. Most likely in a negative way, right. uh, depending on this decision. But yeah, and it's not only that, not only how we'll have like an immediate effect or maybe not an immediate effect, maybe it will be, you won't be found out for weeks or months, right. you know, whatever. You're Now you're living this secret sinful lifestyle in the shadows, in the dark. And then once it does come to light, uh, in, in one sense, there's like, freedom because you don't have to be living this double life you don't have to be hiding it but at the same time you're gonna have prolonged negative effects right. and consequences that you're gonna be living with for a long time right yes yeah, so it's the it's the consequences it's a lot of times too with a gal she's not gonna give herself as freely to you because she's gonna see that the sacredness of the relationship has been broken and my wife always told me if you ever cheat on me there will be no divorce because you'll be dead and I'll be in jail. And I've all, I believe her when she says, I, that. I do believe Actually, her when she says yeah. it. Absolutely. I do. And I realize she's always told me, listen, I'm not the kind of person who's just going to take you back. Yeah. I'm not the guy that's, if you th it all think that's me, that, that is not me. So when you're in, if you ever came into a time of temptation, you gotta be, you better be keeping the stuff in your mind and not just thinking, with what's below your belt, to be honest with you. You know, you better be thinking with your brain and what's between mm -hmm. your two ears, and you better start be paying attention to the fact that oh, yeah. you're about to walk into a, a heap of trouble yeah. that's just not at the end of the day, it's not worth it. You don't find tons of people saying, it was so worth it, so worth it to do that, so worth it to go through that divorce, so worth it. And another thing right. I think about too, Eric, honestly, is I think about all the people who look up to you, and I think about all the young people in our church, you know, mm -hmm. especially being a pastor, that... Those people look up to you. And, and for some of you out there, you might be a baseball coach or you might be a teacher or you might be working with other people or you've got grandkids or whatever it is. They, they look up to you and you have no idea what a disappointment that's going to be oh, yeah. if you were to stumble in that, in that way. Not saying there's not forgiveness, not saying you can't make up sure. for it. I'm just saying it's better not to get to run off the road and hit the tree yeah, can you fix that and get back off the road? Yeah, it's just better not to do that than to purposely, intentionally walk down a path that, right. you know, in fact, the Bible is telling you Absolutely. is sinning against your own body. You're not going to attain to the paths of life. It is a foolish thing to do. Just don't do it. Mm -hmm. Flee. Run Flee. from it. 
get away from it at all times. C.S. Lewis, he wrote a good book called Mere Christianity, and he's got one about uh, sexual uh, immorality. And he said that one thing I thought was interesting is he was talking about some of the things where the old school people were kind of like busting on the younger ones about how they dress and stuff like that. And he said that then the young people call them Puritans and bust on them for their social norms and whatever. And he said, you know, both groups need to kind of get off each other's case in some ways. But Mm -hmm. he said this, when people break the rule of propriety current in their own time and place, if they do so in order to excite lust in themselves or others, then they are offending against basically morality. But if they break it through ignorance or carelessness, they are guilty only of bad manners. When, as often happens, they break it defiantly in order to shock or embarrass others, they are not necessarily bringing, being unchaste. They are being uncharitable, and that means unloving. For it is unloving to take pleasure in making other people feel uncomfortable. And you think about the, like, if it's Miley Cyrus or some of the things these people do to be Lady Gaga, perhaps. Let me be as shocking as I can. Let me mm-hmm. be, and I think sometimes people, they know grandma doesn't want them dressed in a certain way way they know they know you know people maybe the church folk don't like it they know the parents don't like it yeah and they're gonna dress as you know short short as they can as modest they can to bring Mm -hmm. you know a certain shock factor he just said guys that's just that's not loving he goes if you don't if you're not doing on purpose you just have bad manners he said but you you also you also got to think about other people when you're around them yeah absolutely it's a it's a two-way street in that sense i i would say um some people totally know what they're doing and and they're using it for or to get attention to gain attention to attract the attention of a certain someone you know right, right. um well i think there's a lot that goes on when you think of social media there's there's uh, a lot of pride there's a oh, lot that's of, all that's what social media is right. it's it's you pointing back to yourself right. in front of everyone that's right. exactly hey, what social media is for good today and mm-hmm. um you know i want this picture myself on in some ways you know i understand it uh, other ways, I try not to think about it, to be honest. I try not to get like caught up. I certainly don't want to be judgmental of, of what other people do. What other, whatever other people want to do with their pages, they can do yeah. with their pages. I think you and I both have had conversations about this. We note it. Yeah. We, we see it. That's why I don't um, post for me to prove to everyone else that I am more humble than them. Right. <laughs> exactly. I'm showing my humility by not posting anything. <laughs> oh, my, I mean, my wife, she could care less about it. She's just not. I mean, I say that as a joke, of yeah, course. I, know, I, 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 I don't, I don't totally care to post much anyways. But. I just, I think that to me, there's, there's a lot of the look at me, look how good I look. And it mm-hmm. gets into varying degrees. Some people are just like, dress like you go to the mall, dress like you go out to dinner and it's, it's, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing improper, inappropriate whatsoever. It's just a lot of one part of content. The right. social media content is them. I guess when it's your page, maybe that's to be expected. You know, mm-hmm. on my social media contents, way more about other mm-hmm. people, way more about the people in my life. But if you're going for the shock for factor me. and you get a new haircut, don't post a picture like to get the maximum shock, get the haircut and then go in public and everyone will ask you, oh, is that a new haircut? Right. Blah, blah, blah. It's you know a, what I'm saying? A, you don't have to get I, I think it's a fine line. And I think certainly you shouldn't be doing stuff to make other people lustful of you. There are some people that I'll see what they post. Now, these are people from other countries or not anybody that, you know, we know around here. And you look at it and you know for a fact, like, they're doing this to be seen. This is, it's oh, sexual. Yeah. It's, it's oh, 100% yeah. sexual. And you wonder, like, how broken are you? Like, mm-hmm. one girl, she does She's stuff. Desperate. She, right. Definitely an urbex person. Urbex is the areas that, you know, like, one of my whole pages okay. is all about 
Urbex okay. is urban exploration. It's just okay. short, short for urban exploration. Gotcha. So she does a lot of that kind of stuff, but yeah. And you don't understand it. Cause you're like, do you understand like what you're doing, man? I hope there's no one around you who follows you on Instagram because mm-hmm. it, to me, you're just putting this thought out there yeah. that you want this attention. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I can imagine probably people do write and probably people do comment. I won't even like that kind of stuff because I feel so, I feel more sorry. I feel sorry for the individual. Yeah. Part to of be me honest with in, you. in my thinking, I know, I know exactly the kind of people you're referring to. And right. to me, it's like, yes, you're hungry for attention, but this is the tip of the iceberg. Right. What else is going on? Clearly there's some sort of um, identity issue, self, right self-confidence self-appreciation where's your value coming from clearly it's not knowing you're a child of god on the assumption you are a believer and and they're just craving that attention um from any outlet that they can get it right yeah i feel sorry they'll dress any way to get the attention they'll say anything that they'll do anything almost literally to get that acceptance to feel that value to feel that love right it's heartbreaking. It right. really is. Right. No, I do feel sorry for people in those situations where I see them because you realize that why you want you ask yourself, it brings up a lot of questions. Why why do you want this as a young lady? Like why do you want this kind of attention? And mm-hmm. for this specific individual, it's not nearly as bad as other stuff that are well, out I see there. It in boys people too. in bathing suits. I you know, see it in boys she's, too. She's even more modest than than what I've seen people, you know, wear to the beach. But mm-hmm. still there's an attention seeking that's obvious to anybody who sees that. And I don't, I disdain that. Like, I'm not going to give you that kind of attention because I think it's inappropriate. I'd rather compliment a person for the talent they have as a photographer or whatever, not because they were doing something racy. You know what I'm saying? For attention. Again, I don't get it. I totally don't understand, you know, what that's all about. Uh, There's very much a selfish gratification and that is the root of a lot of problems is mm-hmm. the selfishness i want what i want and that's going to lead to some of the things we've been yeah. talking about which is sexual temptation and uh, we're out of time talking about this stuff but hopefully what we said is helpful and you know certainly an encouragement to stay on on the track and i think in a world that is over sexualized in a world that it seems like everything is, is pointing you to think in that direction you got to be strong. You know, you mm-hmm. got to be strong and be faithful to your spouse. Now, the people that I've talked to, a lot of them, they've been on the other side of it. Like they've been cheated on. My goodness, they would never do it because they they already know what it feels like to yeah. be cheated on. And then they're, they got remarried to somebody who knows what it's like to be cheated on. So now you have two people that are absolutely set against it. But regardless, you just have to be on your guard and pay yeah. attention. Stay prayed up. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, we really appreciate you tuning in today. Uh, Again, hope it's been helpful. If you like it, feel free to share it. God bless you with a great week.